Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch is an overflowing trinket box of a movie, one of the richest, strangest, and funniest films yet from America's most meticulous director. Its narrative and stylistic range is dizzying, as it hurdles back and forth through time, changes aspect ratios to widen and narrow its scope, and punctuates its black and white sequences with vibrant splashes of color. It uses split-screen, living tableau, and hand-drawn animation. Its sets either resemble elaborate dioramas or break apart and move around like stagecraft. It's one big mixed-media collage. The film is structured as an anthology of stories, all of which originally appeared in the fictional New Yorker-esque publication that gives the film its name. The magazine once operated out of Kansas, but its editor, the esteemed Arthur Howitzer Jr., played by Bill Murray, relocated to the French hamlet of Ennui sur Blasé. Now Howitzer is dead right there in his office, and his staff reflects on their finest work as they design the dispatch's farewell issue. The first chapter stars Benicio del Toro as a prolific impressionist painter in jail on a murder charge. The work he's producing behind bars, inspired by his affair with the prison guard, who's also his model, played by Lea Seydoux, attracts the attention of an art dealer and fellow convict played by Adrian Brody, who turns it into a sensation. In Chapter 2, political reporter Frances McDormand is covering intensifying student revolts when she develops a relationship with the college activist, played by Timothy Chalamet, who will eventually pen the movement's manifesto. The third chapter has dispatch food writer Jeffrey Wright enjoying a five-course dinner with Ennui's police commissioner, but it's interrupted by a kidnapping, a shootout, and a chase down alleys and through sewers and across rooftops. The French Dispatch is possibly the most visually sumptuous movie Anderson has made, which means that, by proxy, it's one of the most visually sumptuous movies anyone has made. All of his trademarks, rigorously symmetrical shot compositions, poker face line deliveries, pastel color schemes, are on glorious display here, but the film also contains terrific physical comedy set pieces in the Buster Keaton mold, colorful tableau reminiscent of Jacques Tati's playtime, and moments of musicality that owe a debt to Jacques Demy's technicolor romances, The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, and The Young Girls of Rochefort. But this isn't mere indulgence or style for the sake of style, as Anderson's critics maintain. This is a film about art, and that argues for journalism as a form of art, capable of expressing both objective fact and emotional complexity, and made by opinionated, imperfect, and passionate people. We see Howitzer, the dispatch editor, assembling each issue with the same precision that Anderson applies to his own work, and the film ends not only with a montage of dispatch cover illustrations, but a dedication to the real-life journalists who inspired Anderson's characters. There's a lived-in comfort to all this, despite its breakneck pace. The French dispatch is melancholy yet hopeful, deadpan yet screwball, so deliriously inventive that it almost seems to be making up its own filmmaking grammar as it goes. It's one of Anderson's best films, and one of the best films of this year. For Spokane Public Radio, I'm Nathan Weinbender.